I think I'll probably be one of the few people in Northern Ireland having a peaceful, stress-free Christmas day. <laughs> I might come round yours. <laughs> Absolutely, more than welcome. <laughs> Hello, you're very welcome to the Parentline podcast. I'm your host, Kerry McLean. I'm a broadcaster, a Parentline ambassador, and I'm a mum of three. And this is the podcast where we talk all things parenting, both the joys and the challenges along the way, wherever you are on your parenting journey. As the song goes, it's beginning to look an awful lot like Christmas, isn't it? Decorations are up. Trees are sort of glowing everywhere. They're covered in tinsel and baubles. And parents are around the country panicking, trying to get confirmation from Santa's elves that the big man has sorted out, bringing the toys and the gifts that the kids have listed in their letters to him. But of course, Christmas and this time of year, it's not celebrated in the same way or even at all in every house, in every street. So What is it like if Christmas isn't a part of your life or your background? What's it like not to be Christian during the biggest Christian holiday of the year? Joining me for a chat about exactly that and his experience of this time of year is Bilal. Hello, how are you today? Hello, I'm great. Yes, full of the Christmas spirit and cheer. Absolutely. Excellent. Glad to hear that. (laughs) Listen, before we have a chat about Christmas and and your experiences of it, both as as a child yourself and as an adult, as a parent, I'd love to hear more about you. Tell me a bit about your background. Yeah, so I'm Pakistani. I was born in Northern Ireland. My parents are both from Pakistan. My wife is from Pakistan and She's grown up here. She really likes it here. You know, we find the Northern Ireland, you know, this great. The people are very friendly, very welcoming. Yeah, well settled. I've got three kids and they're growing up, but their experience is a little different because, you know, I've already grown up here. So we're seeing a lot of that. You know, I'm from a Muslim background, so we're starting to see now the next generation come through with parents who've already lived in Northern Ireland and gone through that process, you know. So if I could take you back in time, Bilal, to whenever you were a little child here in Northern Ireland, what was Christmas like for you? You know, growing up a Muslim, what was it like to to go through that, you know, at school and at home? And what were your experiences? So I really enjoyed Christmas, because as a child, you're in school and, you know, it's great to have all that time off for holidays, you know, and I was always looking forward to that. But I I didn't like the fact that all of my friends were going to get all these amazing presents, you know, from different relatives, uncle, aunts. And in the new year, they would all come back with these fantastic presents and outdo what I had, you know. So that was a, a bit frustrating um, but it's a great time to be with the family, you know, I mean, everyone kind of stops what they're doing and everyone's got the same time off. So, you, you know, you get to really um, spend a lot of time with your family and some members you wouldn't have seen. So that feel was there for me as well. The lights going up and the decorations and the excitement over it. And I remember as a kid, like I would buy the radio times only in December, right? Because we didn't have Netflix back then or Sky, you know, like Sky movies. So I just bought it. Oh, wow, this is great. You've got all these amazing movies on. And I would like 
pick out movies I wanted to watch and what time it's on, you know, it's all different now, but, you know, I had good memories of, you know, that it's just a great period to chill out, but we didn't have, um, you know, Christmas trees in, in the house, you know, we had our own identity as Muslims, you know, but yeah, I've, I've always looked back at Christmas with fondness. I've always enjoyed that period of time. I was exactly the same, by the way, with Radio Times. I always had like, yes, I always made sure I got a nice bright yellow highlighter so I could make sure not to miss the things going on TV, you know. (laughs) We were starved. We were starved with entertainment in those days. (laughs) I know you enjoyed getting the time off school whenever you were younger, but what was it like on a day-to-day basis, say you hit, you know, the 1st of December and we all know that schools kind of go into a bit of a different mode once they hit December, especially, I suppose, in primary school where you've got the nativity and carl services and this, that and the other. What was that like for you? Did you take part in those things? Did you feel a bit alienated or did you just charge ahead and, you know, be part of it? Um, I went to Sullivan, so you just had no choice. <laughs> you had to be involved in that nativity side but i didn't sing the carols myself you know and the hymns uh because i didn't really i couldn't relate to them as in some years like i didn't go to the nativities you know and i didn't i didn't feel like i missed out to be honest so my parents they raised me up as muslim and uh, i knew what that meant and i was very um happy and proud of my identity you know and but you know i was very tolerant of, uh, you know, other people's religion and, you know, people would have to be tolerant of you if you're a different color and race and different religion. So, you know, it's fine as long as people are tolerant of you. But did you find that? I mean, we're going back. I don't know what decades we're talking about. I think we're sort of of a similar-ish age, probably sort of 80s, 90s kind of a school. And I just wonder, you know, whenever... Uh, you were at school, how supportive the school itself was of you and, you know, uh, respectful of of your faith as well? I think, to be honest, back then, it wasn't even a consideration. (laughs) It was like, here's the the hymn sheet. This is all what you're singing, you know. None of this, oh, this person may not be Christian, you know. So, um, but to be honest, like, also the other side, I think people kind of have the view that if you're not Christian, you're going to be highly offended by the mention of Christmas or, you know, like, and let's not say Merry Christmas, let's say Happy Holidays. You know, I, I don't know any Muslim who's offended by people saying Merry Christmas. So I think uh, there's too much of a big deal made out of it in some ways. I I think it's good to take into consideration that there are people now from all sorts of faiths and backgrounds. And maybe the other way is not to think about, okay, let's pull them away. How about including people in their faiths, right? Like during Ramadan, maybe they could educate people about that and, you know, what we do. I think Ramadan is probably one of the better known ones out there, you know, but like people can then have that shared experience, like, you know, a a day of fasting or or just find out more. There wasn't really that interest in anything other than the view of life (laughs) that you were were taught to believe back then. 
I mean, and were you interested in learning more about, say, Christmas whenever you were younger, about the tradition and the, the story of it? Or or were you getting that without ever wanting to, to ask about it? You know, was that just coming thick and fast at you? Yeah, I think like if you think about it, if you're growing up in a country, you only have one viewpoint and that's what your parents are teaching you. But I've been taught a viewpoint that is challenged and different from the normal society. So, you know, once you see a different, like a difference, you can really see the contrast, the similarities and the differences. So I would say it would be the same for if a Christian kid is growing up in a Muslim country, you know, they will notice, you know, Christmas, ah, it's just another period, you know, nothing special happens. Right. And that was for me, like for, we have like our version of Christmas, which is Eid. We have two of them, one at the end of Ramadan and there's another one celebrating like the Hajj period. But it's different because like Eid is a is a celebration and it's great. You get to see people you haven't seen in a while and you get to see some people you wish you hadn't seen in a while. <laughs> you know, which I hear that about That's Christmas family. too. Right. Um, but uh, you never had this obligation to, you know, commit financially to things. Right. And I did notice during the years that's really become a burden. Although, I mean, definitely there was still the push to try and get presents whenever we were, you know, that was, that was, it's like you say, that's the big thing for kids, I think, is the first and foremost thing in their head. They're like, you know, all the toys, all the presents under the tree. And I wonder if your parents felt a little bit of, of pressure to kind of give you some of that or to, to match that in any way or. Yeah, I I remember one, one or two years we did have. A Christmas tree, and and that was nice. Um, but you know, I I didn't really have an affection towards it. I think there's a series of events you can see that happens during Christmas. You know, like getting the family together, and obviously making the the meal and the turkey. All of that's all very important. And then Christmas Eve, the anticipation and the excitement, and then opening up your presents the next day, that whole like experience, it seems great, but you know, I, I haven't experienced it myself, so I can't fully relate to it. Can I ask you, if I were to whisk you forward to the 25th of December, what does Christmas day look like in your house? And how does that compare to the Christmas days of your youth? You know, what would you do? Who would you be with? What was it like? So Christmas Day, to be honest, for for me, it's just another day. It's a day where you're off. I just like the holiday period because I'm off <laughs> and I don't have to go shopping and I don't have to spend <laughs> a huge amount of money. And I'm the only person who's really not broke when it comes to January, <laughs> you know. You're the only person not getting bright red bills coming through the letterbox exactly. in January. Yeah, I'm yeah. very jealous. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, but uh, I enjoyed all the holidays you get and then you get some holiday. It's just great because you get Christmas and then you get the new year. You know, it's just a, it's just a nice period to get off. Having said that, I do have Muslims friends who have gotten into a tradition of getting a halal turkey and having a 
or a family dinner on Christmas Day. That's that's pretty cool as well. I wouldn't mind that experience of it, getting the old turkey out and yeah, having everyone sit down and trying it out. But I'm a terrible cook, so <laughs> I'd have to put that on my wife. So I don't think she'd be too appreciative of that. Yeah, it must yeah. just be so chilled in your house compared to, you know, compared to Christmas Eve everywhere else where parents are panicking about, you know, whether Santa's got the right thing or not. And like you say, worrying about bills, that's such a huge thing for a lot of families in January is worrying about that credit card bill falling through the door. A lot of our societies have really built up anticipation to spend a lot. You know, people are just in a bit of a, not really a frenzy, but they have to get something. So they'll just go to... Lots of different shops and yeah, I'm I'm just glad that it hasn't gone that way yet for us with our Eids and our celebration. And, the, the, you know, like the message of Christmas isn't a commercial one, but it's kind of become that way. And it's nice to see people kind of, you know, scale back and think of it for what it is, like a time of being with your family. It's funny, like you, you've got... Santa is more prevalent than Jesus, you know, <laughs> around Christmas time. That's so true. It's 100% yeah. true. And what about as a parent now? You know, yourself, you know, you mentioned you have got your three kids. Do you feel any pressure or have you have you given in? Have you broken Bilal and gone and bought presents for the kids so that they've they've got something like their friends have got? I mean, to be honest, I think they're they're pretty good in terms of getting presents, you know. Um, they're they're grown up and they know about their religion and they know how their religion is different. And they've got a father who's actually grown up in this society. If you're just coming from, you know, a Muslim background, you may have a more strict point of view, like my parents did, you know, and they couldn't relate to a lot of things, you know, like when your parents, they don't face the same challenges as you, you can't really, they're probably not even aware of those issues existing, you know? So I think it's great that we have that. We're seeing more in Muslims, not just Muslims, but, you know, we're starting to see that creep into shows like EastEnders and all that. I'd like to see it a bit more. We don't have a I don't see like uh, news readers wearing hijab and all that. They are out there, you know, <laughs> women who wear hijab. So I'd love to see that more on the news. But uh, I think things are improving a lot, yeah, since I was younger. We'll be back in just a minute after this short message from the Parentline team. Parentline NI is a free confidential service offering advice, support and guidance on any parenting matter. If you would like some support with any of the issues raised in today's podcast or any other parenting issue, please call the Parentline team today on free phone 0808 8020 400 or check out our Facebook page for more information. Now, on with the show. I love what you say there about, you know, and I think you're probably 100% correct, is that the things that you have come through, I think... For, for all of us of a certain age in Northern Ireland, you know, we've come through a lot of difficult times, but you're so right. Whenever our, our youngsters, our children, our teenagers are at the next stage, you know, none of that enters their head ever. They don't think back to what it must have been like for mom and dad, you know, coming here and, and what the, the life was like for them. You know, it's just about the present, isn't it? Really for kids, I, I mean, in time, you know, it's the, the present they're they're just concerned with with their own experiences, really, probably, in a lot of ways. 
when your kids get to that teenager phase, they they think no one can relate to them. And this is the first time in history anyone has gone through these issues, you know. Uh, so you you get that. And then there's the additional element of, I mean, all teenagers go through that idea of what's my identity, who I am as a person. You can imagine how much more it can be elevated when you have maybe a, a clash of cultures as well, you know, pulling at you. So, yeah, I think it's it's great that even like now the schools are more aware of other faiths and, you know, people on the different spectrums. Is, and that's great. You know, people should be aware of that. And there are other like outlooks and experiences just to make everyone feel a bit more welcome. I was going to ask you about that. If if the schools were different, you know, compared to how they would have been in our day, I'm delighted to hear that they, your experience of it is that, that they are, you know, and how do you feel like they cope with introducing, you know, Muslim kids to Christian traditions, but then also the other way, you know, at this time of year, Chris, you know, Christian children to, to Muslim traditions and the Muslim faith, does it, does it go both ways? Do you think? Um, I don't think so yet. No, to be honest, like, I think there's a lot of things being ticked off, right? Like, uh, you know, we're very inclusive because we have this type of person coming to our school, you know, but that's just like box ticking. Like, I would like to see more of the actual inclusion. You know, you could read a sentence or a paragraph about a faith, but there's so much more you can do. Actual events, rather than something written on paper, you know, something that kids can see, maybe, I don't know, like a cultural day. You know, as a kid, I was curious about other religions and faiths because I could see clearly, you know, the differences and the similarities we had. And as I was growing up, some people would be curious about my religion and ask about those differences. But uh, I think it's great to get that curiosity in kids. They're naturally in- inquisitive anyway. So yeah, I think more can be done. Some schools are very different. Like we've been to open days and some schools will have like a section for prayer for people of other faiths, you know, and other schools will just give you a sentence about how wonderful and diverse they are, but you don't see a manifestation of that. So every school is different, but I think it will, it will come in time. With your kids, whenever they're at school and they're with their peer group, how curious have other kids been about their faith? Do you know, do they get asked about things? And especially at this time of year, do they get asked about, you know, do you not celebrate Christmas? Do you, you know, or, you know, those kind of questions. Yeah, they do. They do get asked about that, but um, they're really proud of being Muslim and their upbringing, you know, which which is great to see. And they'll talk about their religion. But then they also have a lot more outlets, just like YouTube channels and, you know, there's documentaries. Finally, we have, uh, you know, role models that they can look up to. Like when I was growing up, the only interview you'd see with a Muslim would be some sort of radical preacher, right? <laughs> and here we have a representative for the Muslims from this terrorist group. What do you think about this issue, right? Now it's, thank God it's changed now when we have actual people who are, 
living in this country and, you know, moderate. And we're kind of being more accurately represented now, which is great to see. But we could do with a lot more of that, couldn't we? You know, it'd be great to see more people from here who were Muslim, who just happened to be talking about other things that weren't purely about being Muslim or their faith. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like to, to just be yeah, there, just, abso- you know? Absolutely, yeah. I really like Northern Ireland and, you know, I, I mean, I, I grew up here myself, but I think we are like fairly tolerant, you know, of other faiths. We have, of course, a bit of history there with, you know, our our country, our we country. We know all about that, you know, but I, I, I've always had a good experience with people. So I think it'll happen over time. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And do you think that that is easy for this generation for your for your kids to express their identity to celebrate their faith you know do they feel do they feel that that's okay within their peer group because let's face it with kids nowadays the most important thing for them really is their peer group almost sometimes almost you know on a level par with parents yeah i think so i mean like nowadays you know if you see someone who's maybe dressed culturally different to you. Not everyone is going to go up to that person and ask them, hey, why are you wearing this? So the the internet's great that way. And uh, I would say a lot of my children's friends, they have like probably educated themselves just out of curiosity about Islam and things. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you've read up on something and you meet someone from a different faith, well, that's a great way to find out more, whether your own knowledge is correct or not. You know, my kids, their friends are great. They're all very tolerant. See, for me, when I grew up, like my parents, like I would just stay at home quite a lot, you know, and I wouldn't really go out as much. I really wanted to, but my parents would, they wouldn't let me mingle so much. But so for my kids, I knew how important that was, you know, because if you're not mingling, you have nothing to relate to. You can't chat to them. My parents are watching their Asian programs. So I'm not watching EastEnders or finding out who the latest band is or what football team is playing. So this created so many barriers for me. But my kids, they don't have those barriers, you know, and I wanted to have things really different for them than it was for me. I made sure they are kind of involved socially, you know, with their friends. And so their friends can see, you know, oh, this person is a Muslim, but they're still our friend. They they can still chill out with us. It was very conscious to me how different it was for me and I didn't want it to be the same for my kids. The key thing is that the children know their identity and they know who they are. I think that's very important, you know, and I think a lot of Muslims, if you know, they grow up here and they are aware of their identity, but you do get a very small section where if they don't know their identity, they can be prone to listening, listening to those outside extremist views. So it's really important that kids are grounded and know who they are. Because if you don't feel like you belong to any community, that can be a very dangerous thing. And you could wish harm upon a community. You can, you can feel that you're outcast, you know, 
which has been the case, like we've seen them in America where they have those school shooters, you know, um, they just feel alienated and outcast, right? There, there was something there that caused them to feel like they needed to turn upon their society. So I think, yeah, it's really important that we are a very inclusive society and people are free to express their um, individuality and uh, contemplate that. Well, listen, Bilal, thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with me today and to tell me all about it. I find it really fascinating, your experience of of this time of year and your children's experience of this time of year as well. And I hope you have a very calm, very lovely 25th of December with your feet up. And maybe for old time's sake, you could get out that Radio Times and get a marker. Well, I think so. I don't know if they still publish it anymore. I'll have to (laughs) check if it even exists, you know, but... I think I'll probably be one of the few people in Northern Ireland having a peaceful, stress-free Christmas day. <laughs> you know, I might come around yours. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, more than welcome. <laughs> Bilal, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Parentline podcast. If you'd like access to the next episode as soon as it goes live, just click follow wherever you get your podcasts. At Parentline, we love supporting as many parents and carers as possible. So if you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love you to consider sharing it with a friend, colleague or family member. Don't forget, if you would like support or guidance with any parenting issue, we're here for you on 0808 8020 400. Catch you on the next one.